Welcome to the Patricia King Podcast. We are going to build the kingdom of God in this hour. Jesus is sitting on the cloud. I believe that we are in the end time harvest season. But we're going to do exactly what he told us to do. We're going to disciple nations. Amen. Wow, what crazy times we're in, huh? It's like, it's kind of like a... It's kind of like it, it, just wrapping my mind around this and just thinking and processing with friends. It's like, you know, you, you, we had COVID and then there was all this stuff uh, about race and then violence and, and riots. And then it's like COVID spikes again. And it's like, where do we go? You know, it's like you, you kind of feel like I can't hide from this. I can't get away from this. And I say, you know, there's a lot of doubt and fear and worry and all these things that kind of uh, tend to ensue. And so sometimes we find it hard uh, to find joy. Uh, because of everything that's going on. But but today on Father's Day, you know, here at, at church, we just see things a little bit differently. We just choose to to grab onto the promises of God and decree our way through some things. And uh, hard times do come. Uh, challenging times do come. Interesting things do happen. But we're going to hang on to the promises of the Lord that we have in His Word, that we have with Him in our relationship with Him through our great comfort of the Holy Spirit also. And we're going to continue to move forward, okay? And so... Um, you know, even today on Father's Day, on Father's Day, it is our desire that we would continue in the same voice, that God is good, He loves us, He's got this, and He overcame. Come on, we overcome because He overcame. In, fa- in fact, John 16, uh, 33 reminds us of this. Uh, the Lord says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Come on, say, I, I want peace. I have peace. peace. I have peace. That's right. In this world... You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world, right? And so your grief will turn into joy. Do you hear me? Your grief will turn into joy in Jesus' name, right? Uh, Just before I start getting into the message, uh, into the the heart of the message, I do want to send a greeting on behalf of Patricia King. Uh, She had a great time in Florida. Yay! And she uh, filmed her, her show. And so she's home uh, today resting with Ron, celebrating Father's Day. And so, Ron, happy Father's Day. Thank you so much for your love and support uh, as you help to, found, uh, to, to, to help create the ministry and everything that God has put on your heart. Thank you so much for being the leader that you have been to us and the love that you have given us. Uh, Patricia, happy Father's Day to you, too. And Robert, happy Father's Day to you, too. Uh, these, are, these are, you know, our spiritual parents and, and those that, that help watch over us and that lead us. And so we bless them. Robert got to join Patricia in Florida and then came back home, and he's at home today also resting, and they're, they're getting some much-needed rest. I, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but they have been on fire, man. It's like messages and meetings every single day, and just because you may not see them uh, in person, please know that they are, man, they are working. They are working, and so we just, we just, we just uh, love them and we celebrate them. So your grief will turn into joy. Listen, uh, here's the the topic or the title of my message today is, There is a Recompense. There is a Recompense. Okay? As believers, we choose to abide in the constant. Abide means to stay, right? Abide is is a good word for us, right? Like we see it in the Bible. (laughs) Now abides faith, hope, and love, right? It's like we see this over and over in the Bible, to abide in Christ. We choose to abide in the solid foundation, our Heavenly Father, His Son, our Savior, the Holy Spirit, and His Word. 
if we don't, it's kind of like we're like the house on the, on the sand, you know. Uh, we may not last, but, but if, if you find yourself on the rock, uh, no matter what comes, you will last. You will endure. You will persevere. In fact, you'll get through it. You'll be on the other side. And it's an encouragement for us today that our Father leads us to that place. He restores our soul. He blesses us. He protects us. He guides us. You heard us say it earlier when we were talking uh, as we were transitioning out of worship that God absolutely is in love with us. Matthew chapter 7 verses 24 through 27 reminds us of this. says, everyone who hears these words and does them, say does them, them. right? So remember, our, our, our heavenly responsibility is to activate, right? Uh, will be like the wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. That's who we are. That's a great picture for for the believer today. This is who we are. This is what we're called to do. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like the foolish man who builds his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell. Right? So today, uh, I know the, the message is, right, there, there is a recompense, but I'm not preaching from the sense of damnation uh, or judgment, uh, but rather that we have a very loving father, a very caring father, a father that understands uh, and sees what's going on and uh, has a blessing for you on your behalf uh, because he loves us, right? He, he absolutely loves us. He knows what's going on. Nothing, from, nothing about what's going on in the world is hidden from him today, and we can rest assured and know that our heavenly father fights for us. He absolutely does. As I was, uh, as I was waking up one morning, I, I often catch myself, there's this, there's this state between waking up and sleeping, right? I don't know what that state is called. I'm not that educated. I'm not sure what that's called, but it is the place that I know where I hear the voice of the Lord the best for me, okay? And one morning I was coming up out of that, and I heard this, there is a recompense coming, just like that. There is a recompense coming. Immediately, I wanted to look up that word and learn about it because that's not a word that we use uh, so often anymore uh, unless you're a lover of like the new King James. And For those of you that are, uh, we love you. Uh, <laughs> but when I heard the word recompense, I just thought to myself, what do you know? What do you feel? What do you understand? In other words, I started to ask myself these questions. I mean, I understand the word recompense to be one of repayment, and I get that, but I just thought to myself, there's got to be more to this, right? So I looked up the word recompense, and it means the following, according to Webster's Dictionary, to give something by way of compensation, okay? So that could be either through uh, a service rendered, for example, or maybe even a damage incurred, right? Lawyers get really excited when they hear the word recompense. Can I get a main man from the front row? Amen. Come on. <laughs> Leo's here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Can I get fees on the recompense? See the Lord. All right, here we go. And, uh, and then in, in another example of, of it is to pay for. Here's another one, to return in kind. Wow. In the old French or in the Middle English, somewhere in between all that, uh, it means intensive force. Intensive force. Just chew on that for a second. Intensive force. 
So for me, as I reflect on that and as I think about the promises of the word of the Lord and what he's showing me and looking at the meaning, I begin to give that back to him. I want you to know that anytime the Lord gives you a word, I want to invite you to do something. I want to invite you to give it back to him and dialogue with him because really when he gives you a prophetic word, it's for you to interact with him. He's inviting you into the process. He wants to talk to you about something. He's eager to talk to you. You know, uh, I have a friend who uh, loves giving. Uh, giving people surprises, but the big deal is, is that he can never wait to give the surprise until the right time. He's so excited that he just wants to give the surprise right away. He can't hold himself back. I know I'm pointing to my friend here, but you know, it's him, but here's the deal. My friend Patrick, you know, whenever he comes home uh, and he sees the kids or all this stuff, right, if he has a surprise, he can't contain himself. He wants to give it away. Like, he wants to dialogue. He wants to interact. Like, that's, that's one of his love languages. But, but I feel the same way about the prophetic, uh, in the prophetic words that we get with the Lord. And so my heart today is, is, is I just want to share with you what I, what, what I begin to see when I get a word like this. Because here's what ultimately I believe. I believe that the overcomer, Okay, that's God, our Father, is coming to overwhelm the thing that is overwhelming you with an intensive force. He cannot be stopped. It is coming. The blessing is coming. The healing is coming. The truth is here. The blessing has your name on it, and you will see it. We decree it now, and we expect to see it manifest even now in the name of Jesus. There is a blessing with your name on it. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. That is a picture of recompense. That's a good picture of recompense. The Lord knows uh, the aches. He knows the pains. He knows what's going on. And there's a recompense coming on you. Now, as I begin to talk to the Lord about this, I want to just give you a quick picture about a couple things because oftentimes I think it's really important that we guard our hearts or that we watch over our hearts when we hear a word like this because sometimes, I'll, t- I'll just be really honest with you, when I thought about recompense, the first thing that I said to myself was, Lord, who are we paying back? Right? Quickly followed by, Lord, forgive me. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. Uh, you know, I understand sometimes it's, it, it, you know, it may look like that for us. So I, I think it's important that we offer our heart to the Lord as well in the process and make sure that he's redeeming the message, you know, inside of our hearts. That it's going through the filter of the blood of Jesus Christ before we deliver a message like that. You know, you could look at Egypt and it versus Israel. Okay, you could literally look at it like that and you could see that at one point as Israel was leaving, God had recompense on the armies of Egypt, right? He had recompense on it. In other words, he paid them back in or in kind for the bad deeds and the things. You could look at it like that. You could see it like that. But instead, I would invite you to see it the other way, that God was so in love with his people and he knew he had seen for the hundred years or so that they had been uh, in bondage and in slavery and being hurt, that his heart was with them, his heart was for them. And that the reason, to me, it's like the whole reason why the 10 plagues were coming and all this stuff was coming was because God was giving everyone a chance. He was giving everyone a chance. And, and at some point, you have to look at it and say, well, God, uh, what's going on here? And then, and then all of a sudden, Israel is freed from the bondage of uh, slavery or the bondage of servanthood or forced servanthood, whatever you want to call it, inside of Egypt. They were freed from that bondage, right, and brought into a place now where God was going to lead them to a land flowing with milk and honey. Amen. That's the part that I would rather resonate with myself, 
That's the, that's the heart that I want to carry when I think about recompense. I want to think about recompense like this, that God, uh, he, like when we, we just uh, came out of uh, looking at and, and celebrating Pentecost, right? And there's that prophecy that says uh, God pours out his spirit on all flesh. Come on, it's for everyone. The Bible even says this, that he desires that all would be saved, that none would perish, right? Come on, that's, that's my God. That is my loving father. That is who I worship. Now, is there judgment? Yes. But I want to be very clear. It is reserved for darkness. His judgment is reserved for sin. It's reserved for darkness. He he is seated on a mercy seat. Mercy triumphs over judgment. This is our loving father. This is who he is. And on Father's Day, it is my desire that we would have a good understanding of who our Father is, or that at least we'd begin to open up the dialogue of who our Heavenly Father is, and that uh, you wouldn't walk around in fear, but that you would walk around knowing that you are robed, clothed, blessed by your Heavenly Father to overcome anything that may be coming to try to overwhelm you, right? We have the victory, right, because Jesus overcame the world. So we have to do a wellness check. We have to do a wellness check. we got to make sure that our heart is ready to receive the words that are being sent out in this hour. I wrote here, it's vital that as the word lands, it lands on a heart that is ready to see the Lord move. And our faith is rising to a level of expectation that welcomes the Holy Spirit. Souls that desire God's will and expresses it with love, with God's love. Thank you, Jesus. I, uh, wanted to incorporate some stories uh, of fatherhood. And uh, I just think it's so example, like that my heart is this, is it, what's in my heart today is, as I share this message is that, that we would be the example that God wants us to be on this earth, right? Amen. My daughters, uh, it's almost a side note here, but it's a cute story. Is that my daughters were talking, I, I overheard a conversation once, my, my daughters were talking to their mother about the kind of man that they would like to marry one day. <laughs> my heart was broken. I'm just kidding. I was actually really happy to hear it. And so I was just listening and I was being patient. You know, it's normal. I'm glad, I'm glad that one day they want to get married. Thank you, Jesus. You know, but they got to this part. They said that, that, that we want to love a man that loves God the way dad does. And I, I mean, that melted my heart. That absolutely melted my heart. Why do I mention that? Because I think as an example, right, that, that, we're to carry the love of God in such a way, we're to carry the blessing of God in such a way that others would take notice, that others would desire the same way, the the same thing that you have that's on you. You know, I just think it's a beautiful picture that no matter what's going on in the world, that the church is at peace. It's not because we're being ignorant of what's going on or that we're choosing to ignore in any way, shape, or form. What we're deciding to do, what we're, what we're hanging on to, come on, is the truth of our ever-living Father, that He protects us, that He watches over us, that we have everlasting life. And, and so I just, I love this picture that no matter where you go, because of the glory of God that is in you, because of the love of God that is in you, your grief turns into joy and you will show others how to do it. There's a recompense that comes and I know it's, it's totally where uh, wrongs are made right and we're going to talk about that. But ultimately, uh, you know, it's for me, the, the ultimate picture and the ultimate example for me in my life as I walk as a Christian, as a believer today is that others would take notice in this way that they would also desire the goodness of God on their life. I think that's a good picture. This prophetic word gives me great hope to also see things 
in the world with grace and love. You know, as I, as I see this, you know, I, I told you earlier, you know, the first thing I thought was payback. There's a verse in the Bible that says, uh, you'll remember this one, and I, the one that I looked up was in Romans. It actually mentions it about 28 different times in the Bible. It says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and I will repay. Now, that verse br- both, uh, both brings me comfort, and I get a little scared. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I get a little scared when I hear that word. Uh, because I want to be on the right side of that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know, it's like I have feelings too, okay? I want to be on the right side of God's judgment. I want to be on the right side of his goodness. I don't want to be on the side where that lands, okay? Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and I will repay. That is a promise you can take to the bank, but that also gives me hope that I can trust in my good father, that, uh, that uh, no matter what happens, that he understands, no matter what affliction the enemy may try to bring my way, my My good father, my heavenly father is protecting me. Happy Father's Day, you good protector, you. Come on, I get excited about that stuff. God's vengeance is reserved for judgment against darkness. God didn't strike all of Egypt down. Only the ones that wanted to bring harm and darkness and kill those, uh, you know, that, that wanted to be free. It literally says in the Bible, if you read the story again about Israel and Egypt, that there was some Egyptians that left with Israel, right? So he preserved life for those that wanted life. (laughs) They wanted freedom. And I believe that's a good picture for us. I want you to take this into, into mind. He is God. I am not. He is God. I am not. Okay? Do you remember the story of the man who was forgiven of his high debt? There's a story that's taught by Jesus. We'll open up really quick here. It's in Matthew chapter 18, if you got your Bible with you. I want to share something with you that I believe, again, that if we're going to look at this word, we need to see uh, God's goodness in the word. Matthew 18, I want to go to about verse 23 or 28, sorry. I'm going to read this one out of the Passion Translation because I loved what it said. And uh, here there was a, a man, if you remember, because I'm going to pick up the story halfway through, there was a man with a, a very high debt. He had borrowed money from, from the king or from the king's treasury, okay, from the, from, the, from the governing treasury, and it was time to pay back what he owed. And so the king summons him and calls him in, and he's talking to him, and he says, yo, man, where's that billion dollars you owe me? <laughs> Where's that billion dollars you owe me? Where's that high debt? Where's that thing? You know, uh, thank you uh, that we have one who paid our debt. Uh, but, uh, but this is the story, right? And, it's, uh, and the, the king actually demands, he says, pay me what you owe me. Verse 28, you know, he, he goes through this process where, where he, he begs, basically he just throws himself before the king. He throws himself before God or before the king and he says, have mercy on me. Would you have mercy on me? You know, the the king wants his payment. He wants it now, and he begs for mercy, and so the king gives him mercy. But he leaves there, and then verse 28 says, "No, No sooner had the servant left... He met one of his fellow servants who owed him twenty thousand dollars. This is the Passion Translation. So it's like the comparison between a billion dollars and twenty thousand dollars. He seized him by the throat and began to choke him, saying, "You better pay me right now." 
His fellow servant threw himself face down at his feet and begged and said, please be patient with me. If you'll just give me time, I will repay you for all that is owed. But the one who had his debt forgiven, forgiven, stubbornly refused to forgive what was owed to him. He had his fellow servant thrown into prison and demanded he remain there until he repaid the debt in full. So remember when we were talking about watching our heart? Remember when we were talking about grace and goodness, right? So here's this man. He's forgiven a huge debt, but he forgot what he had been given. And then he goes out to do what? To repay someone in kind for what he's God and I am not. It is not our responsibility to go and repay evil with evil. It is not our responsibility in today's world and the things that we see to go and act unbecomingly. It is not our responsibility in any way, shape, form to act like God and try to ensue the judgment of God over people. It's not our responsibility. In fact, our responsibility is to remember that there's mercy in our lives, that there's grace in our lives, that there's goodness of God in our lives and forgive the way we have been forgiven. Do you remember the Lord's Prayer? Our Father who art in heaven. In fact, I think we have a copy of it. Ben, if you, if you have a copy of it, put it up. Do you remember this? I just asked Ben to do this. Let's say this together. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Wow. Wow. So God is asking us to have mercy on others. He's asking us to, to, to share that goodness with others. You know, it would have been, what, if that debt, if that story, right, could, could have been different. Him remembering the mercy and the grace that he has on his life and desiring to be one who pours out the way God has poured into him. Imagine if he would have left there and he would have said, hey man, uh, don't even worry about it. Like you are forgiven, debt paid. We're good, bro. We are so good. No problem, right? That being in the context of the things that we're weighing in the balance today. Listen, you want to talk about race? Let's talk about race. Man, it's, it's a hard subject to get into. Talk about one that'll stretch you. Right? I shared a little bit of a small story with you last week. I'll remind you. And there's other stories, but I'll remind you of this. My, one of my daughters, I found her in the bathroom, uh, you know, when she was a little girl, and she was, she was uh, using white powder to cover her face. She was, she was putting white powder all over her face. And when we saw her at first, I thought she was just being kind of mischievous and getting into that. I said, hey, baby, what are you doing? And then the serious look came, and I knew right away. It's like the spirit hit me. Right? The Holy Spirit just talked to me in that moment and said, no, that's not what's going on. And so in our tenderheartedness as parents, we got with her and we just said, my baby, my love, my angel, my princess, what are you doing? Right? To which her little five-year-old reply was this, I was covering my face with white because the little girls in the playground told me I couldn't play with them because I'm not the same color. Ouch. Ouch. Man, like talk about wanting to have vengeance. <laughs> talk about wanting to, to pay back a little bit. My daddy heart, but you know, like, you know, again, you know, in, but in your anger, sin not, right? And so, so I ha you remember these. Thank you, Lord, for your word. <laughs> I remember, it's like the, the Holy Spirit quickened me. 
And so trust me when I tell you that we went to the school to go adjust some things, okay? But we did it with the word of the Lord. My point now was is that I had a baby here who was hurt by something, and I had to, and I had to cover that as a parent. And so, uh, so I had mercy on the situation. I remembered that God had mercy on me. And so I just told her, this is the story plain and simple, is I told her, my baby, if you saw a field open, a uh, total download from the Holy Spirit, if you saw a field with the same flower, how beautiful would that be? And she said, oh, Dad, that'd be nice. Yeah, I like flowers. Flowers are beautiful. That would be nice. And I said, but if you saw a field with different color flowers everywhere in all different shapes and sizes, what would you think about that field? And her eyes lit up. And she was like, oh, Daddy. I mean, it still brings tears to my eyes because I remember what she looked like. It was like that freedom, boom, just came right in. And she was free from that. She didn't have to be uh, it, you know, a victim to that situation. And right away, her eyes lit up, and she was like, oh, Daddy, that would be so beautiful. I would love to play in that field. Oh, I want to smell every flower. Daddy, where is that garden? I want to see that garden. To which then I got to continue to be a good father, and I said, sweetheart, it's the people. We, you are in the garden. You are part of the garden. We are all part of the garden. God loves us all equally. He made us all this way that we would just lift a fragrance, that everything that we do would just lift a fragrance and beauty to him. And that it would be an example and, a, and, and just, a, just a true picture of who he is. That we would reflect his goodness is what I'm talking about. Wow, how different would this story have been should this man have left there and reflected the goodness of God? Right? But the story continues in the Bible. In that part of Matthew, there's witnesses who saw what happened, who testified to what happened, and then the judgment came. My heart in sharing that story with you is that there is judgment. There is. There is judgment for things. There is judgment for bad acts. There is judgments for evil. There are judgments that the Lord does repay in kind, but I'm not the judge. And so I choose not to decide who's going to receive that. I'm just choosing in my heart to reflect the goodness of God, to reflect the goodness of God in all matters. Some would argue with me and say, well, what about protection? Well, in matters of protection, you're called to protect. But I'm not going to go out and cause evil. I'm not going to go out on myself because I feel the injustice of something. I'm not going to live based on a world of feelings and go and make bad decisions and go try to repay someone. He is God, I am not. That's my point. Thank you, Jesus. I do want to tell you this, though, that you have a voice. I was watching this interview. I want to be mindful of the time, excuse me. I have this, uh, I'm just sharing some stories with you today, but I saw this, uh, this uh, interview. I thought it was absolutely amazing. Or this, uh, someone was speaking, and the person asked, uh, it was a crowd, it was like a college room. And, uh, they were talking and, and they were just using their voice. I just think, wow, what a blessing that we have to use our voice. A lot of times we, we think that we have to go out and do these uh, crazy demonstrations and all these things. And, and uh, I get 
you know, like the, there's a part of me that gets why they do that, but then there's a part of me that doesn't understand, and it kind of, you know, I get go back and forth, but I do believe in the power of truth. I do believe that there's a truth that's inside of you through God that he will actually use you to speak you to quiet down the storm. I, it, you know, if I had to give you a, just a biblical picture, I would say, remember Jesus in the boat with the disciples when, when the storm came, what did he do? He got up and he used his voice. There's an authority inside of your voice that when your heart is surrendered to God, that when you love God, I want you to remember this, that when you are solely committed to God, when you are surrendered to Him, you may feel like you don't have the answer, but I promise you the truth of God is living inside of you. His living word is inside of you. The Holy Spirit of God's truth and God's word is inside of you. Jesus is being reflected, you know, in your life and you have the power to make change. Even if all you did was use your voice, that's okay. Your voice can quiet the storm. Absolutely, you can. I watched this woman, and she was talking to a crowd of people, and she was talking again on the, on the, on the basis of race. And she, she just looked out at the crowd, and she said, uh, if you are in agreement with the way we treat the African-American community today in America, please stand up. If you're in agreement with the way we treat people of African-American descent Stand up. And then she went on to say, I don't think you heard me. If you're in agreement with what happened, stand up. Stand to your feet and give account for the way we're treating people and, and tell us where all the good is. Of course, no one stood up. To when then she said, then if you know, why aren't you saying anything about it? She didn't say, why aren't you doing anything about it? She said, why aren't you saying anything about it? It caught my attention. Why aren't you saying anything about it? Why aren't you speaking up for your brother? And I think for the Christian today, when we look at each other, it's why we pray, it's why we decree, it's why we speak the word of God over each other. We have the voice of all voices. <laughs> God, <laughs> come on. He speaks through you. My sheep know my voice. God is with you. He is for you. Come on. In your comings and your goings. We just sang about it. God is with you. He's all around you. He is with you. He is for you. So you have inside of you, if you tap into the Holy Spirit, he will give you the downloads. He will give you the message to say. That intrigued me because we often forget the power of our words. We often, uh, we often decree something uh, that may not be in agreement with the kingdom of righteousness and it could bring something against us. But we also have the ability to speak that thing and tell the things that are not as though they should be and see things change. Coronavirus, you will come down in the name of Jesus. You know, why are our numbers down today in the studio? Because we want to protect people. It's a real thing. If, you, if you're sitting and thinking that it's a hoax or that, or that, you know, it's government implant or conspiracy theory, this and that. Listen, I'm not here to argue with you. I'm just letting you know there's people dying of coronavirus. There's people who have lost their lives. But the Bible tells us this, that we can pray for each other. We can lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. We can see them recover. The evidence, the manifestation of his goodness will be on that person, and it will come up. All we have to do is act on it. Use our voice. Right? When I pray, I use my voice. When I decree, I use my voice. When I discipline my children... I use my voice as a pastor. When someone comes to see me or calls me to ask for prayer, I get the blessed privilege of using my voice. 
And so I want to make sure that my heart, again, I'm all pointing back to the heart. I want to make sure that my heart is ready to receive this message because I want to be able to deliver that message, whatever it be in that moment, with, with God's voice. There's voice of reason. I'm not, I'm not dumb. <laughs> There's voice of reason, right? We understand that. But I was always taught in our prophetic culture in this ministry where I've been planted now for, I mean, I think I'm going on 14 years, being planted in this ministry and being mentored by Patricia and Ron and Robert and others who have come, uh, who have been our leaders. I've, I've been so blessed to be in this house, absolutely blessed. I want you to know I have never felt, not one uh, from our leaders, never once have I ever felt uh, not liked, not loved. I mean, unappreciated, never, never once. Never once have I, have I ever felt like I didn't belong. Never once. I mean, I understand sometimes we have personal securities and things, but never once have I not been loved by our leaders. Thank you, Jesus, that we have leaders that, that really their heart is to be like Romans 13 or to be like those that, that lead, uh, that, that help to lead us into what benefits us through the word of God, through truth, through knowledge, and that this is their greatest desire. That's, those are, we have some great leaders. So I'm just taking a second to honor them, but we have some great leaders in the church, right? Why? Because they've chosen to, in their heart, to plant the word of God so that out of the abundance of the heart, when they speak, Right? What comes out is Jesus in every situation, in every situation, in every situation. I've had to sit in a lot of situations with our leaders. Uh, I was the cause of some of them. But nothing but love came out. <laughs> and sometimes I don't do that. <laughs> Are you with me? Love never fails. Can we put that in our heart today? Put that in the treasure of our heart today. <laughs> as we hear the word of recompense, as we understand that the, that the Lord does bring judgment and things happen, can we, can we just put on that, that, that covering of love? Because that's our responsibility as a church. Let God do the judging. I'm just going to choose to love. I'm just going to choose to love, right? First Corinthians, uh, for me, is my favorite one. It shows us there, love keeps no record of wrong. It is not jealous. It is not envious. It's patient. It's kind. Come on. It believes in all things, hopes in all things. It endures all things. Love never fails. I mean, the list is thick. It's heavy. It goes on and on. It's a good one. Here's another one that I want to share with you is Colossians 3, 12 uh, through 17. Uh, make that in your notes and, and study it later if you like. But again, Paul's talking to us about love, the importance of love. And if you, uh, what I write here, it will help us to encounter something we did not understand. I forgot where I was going to go with that, but let's just, let's just uh, I forgot what I was going to write down there. But the point is this, is that love never fails. That's my heart. We are literally in a love war. We are literally in a love war right now. Patricia and I were talking about some of the, the racial tension. And, and Robert and I were talking about some of that. We were talking about even COVID and some of these things that keep bouncing up. And no matter how you look at it, it comes back to the same thing. We are in a serious love war. It is an absolute serious. Listen, if you're going to go lay hands on your neighbor, uh, you're going you're to have to have some love. You're going to have to go have some love. If you're going to lay hands on your neighbor who's sick, you're going to have to have some love. You're going to have to have the love of the Lord in your life, and you're going to have to allow that is what comes out of you uh, to, to bless others, okay? If you're going to talk about race then uh, or, or matters of race and all this stuff, I mean, it's not hard. Yesterday, I was at the, my, my son. They started football again. They started conditioning, and so I was at the park with my son, and uh, he was he's on a football team. Uh, he didn't get to play a game yet because COVID struck, and, well, he didn't get to hit anybody, so he's sad about that. Uh, 
he's a boy. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a guy thing. Sorry, it's a guy thing. We just like to hit things sometimes, uh, preferably with pads and a helmet, but that happens. And so my son wants to play football. He really wants to play football. He is sad because he hasn't had the opportunity to hit somebody yet. Uh, but, uh, but he got to go and do some training and some workout. And there was a, a man that was there that I had never met. And so I went up to him and I, and I shook his hand. I talked to him. He was an African-American man. And when I was talking to him, and so I just said, hey, man, how do you feel about everything going on? Can I just tell you that's a picture of love? Listening? Right? Right? If we can deliver truth and change uh, situations with our words, then guess what listening does? It welcomes people right in. Absolutely, it welcomes right in. Do you know that God listens to our prayers? He listens to everything that we tell him. He listens to everything that's going on. He is not separated from us. Because of Jesus Christ, he's with us. God absolutely hears every one of our cares and our concerns. And so I just started to listen to him, and he said some really great things, things I hadn't even thought of, things I hadn't even considered, things from his perspective as a black man in America. I was so grateful to hear his stories. I was so grateful. And I got to do that because I listened to my leaders that said, go and listen. So I acted, and it led me into a great conversation with this man. He's moving to Maricopa, and so I just asked him, how do you feel about Maricopa? And he said, man, you guys are so awesome here. This is such a multi-cultural you know, cultural city. I can feel the love here. This is absolutely amazing. Yay. And so he was just talking about it. Man, you're going to love our church. <laughs> you're going to love our church, man. We all love Jesus. Amen. We have such a great church, such a great body. Come on. Ultimately, there's this, is that there's a world that's hurting that needs love. There's a world outside of these doors that's hurt, or outside of your doors, of your home. There's a world that's hurting, and what they need is love. When people are lashing out in anger and they're saying some things, it's because love is missing. Love is missing. There's a recompense of love coming for all, for all, for all. There's a recompense of love for all. Can I talk to you about our ultimate recompense? His name is Jesus. I mean, if you're going to deposit some things in your heart, deposit Jesus. Deposit some Jesus in you right now. Let's, let's just receive that word. Jesus, you're my ultimate recompense. Yes. The Bible says this in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that who, who, whoever, whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. What if I told you that God's recompense looks like salvation? Amen. That's right. That anyone that would call on the name of God would be saved. That's right. Oh man, that's some good truth. I want to deposit that truth in my life. That's the aspect that, it, that I want to live from. My, my hope and prayer to you today is that when you leave church or when you uh, log off today or you go in, into the world to, to, to be in the world, that you would remember that you are so loved that you are so loved that he gave his life for you. You are so loved. He loves you so much. He did everything he could. He went to the cross and he shed his blood to pay the ultimate price, to be our ultimate recompense so that we would love and be loved. 
Yeah, like, uh, I feel this strongly. We're just not called to judge. But because we have Jesus in us, God bless you. God bless you, sister. I see you. God bless you. I'm just listening to the Holy Spirit. I just feel like this is a season where God is going to make the wrongs right for you. I know we've met before and we're not extremely close, but God's changing the story on some things. He's redeeming some things in your life. Sister, I'm grateful that you're here at church today. Can we just extend our hands and just pray for her and just bless her? In the name of Jesus, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for our sister here. We thank you that she's here listening to your word and receiving and depositing love in her life. Father, I pray that in the areas of life where she's missing love, that you would deposit your love in her right now in the name of Jesus. Kenda, would you come over and pray? This is our altar team leader. I'm just going to ask her to sit Re, uh, relatively close to you and just begin to pray for you as we're in the message right now in Jesus name my friends if you're watching online and uh, would you just agree with us that God is he is he is uh, his recompense of love is coming into this room his recompense of truth is coming into your room his recompense of goodness he is paying back this is a season where he pays back that which has been stolen that which has been taken that which you have where you have been hurt he is the, he he has a recompense for you and it is manifesting now in Jesus name you know I'm reminded of this is that there was a you know that when you read the the gospels the disciples come on they had a different picture of a takeover didn't they right like Jesus is saying you know my love <laughs> my life you know it's going to take over sin and darkness we're about to overcome here when i say the takeover i mean literally where you know his his kingdom rules he reigns okay and so there's a, and so the disciples you know jesus is telling them all these things all the time and then the disciples what is their response they're like hey so when do i become the mayor i i got some good ideas lord when do i get to become the governor <laughs> You know, oh, so I get it. You're going to overthrow Caesar and sit on his throne. I want Jerusalem. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, I could just see this, this vying back and forth where they're just asking God, you know, this is the picture that they had in their mind of how God was going to overthrow. But Jesus, he says, look, I don't, I don't think you get it. I'm, I'm not looking at the surface. I'm not looking at what you see in the natural. It, it's not that he doesn't notice it. Very much he noticed it. It's why he brought correction to Pharisees. It's, it's why he did what he, what he did. But he had a bigger plan in mind. He had something far greater in mind. He had something far more like recompensual <laughs> in mind. That's not even a word. Don't take that to the bank with you. His plan was far greater, wasn't it? It was to remove sin off of our life. And you know, what go, you know what can go with sin? Shame and guilt. And condemnation, you can leave with that too. You know, sin takes shame, guilt, and condemnation with you. Just leave in Jesus' name. We're in the Father's house and you're not welcome here. Right? There's a song. Jamie turned me on to a song about the Father's house. Right? Shame and guilt, you're not welcome in the Father's house. And can I tell you something? The Father's house isn't just the building of Shiloh. It's right here. 
This is the Father's house. Point to your heart. This is the Father's house. This is what he was after. He wasn't after Caesar's chair. He was after the throne of your heart. He's after the throne of your heart. He wants to reside right here inside of, inside of me. He wants, he wants to become the living expression inside of me. Man, I'll take that all day. Listen, I know a lot of these things that we're talking about today, you've already heard. Great. I'm still going to remind you that we have a place to stand, and that's on the promises of God that he loves us and we're to love. That's where my heart is. As a father, I'm overwhelmed with love today. On the small scale of my fatherness, I'm overwhelmed with love today, and I can only picture how much more God, our Heavenly Father, loves us. If I can love my children that much, right, then I want to know how much God loves us. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just receive him right now really quick here. Thank you, Jesus. Give us your love. Give us your love, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As we start to bring this to a close, I want to let you know that God will use you to bring recompense against evil. You're not removed from the picture. (laughs) Like we're not removed. We're part of the story. We were like... He has the ability to judge. He is the ultimate judge, but, but he uses us to bring recompense into people's lives. This is the part that I love. When you lay hands on the sick and they recover, you pray for people and there's healing. People come into salvation. You give a testimony and someone says, I want that in my life too, right? Man, I love that, that God uses us to display his recompense. We're part of the story. We're part of the story. I understand that right now it's like, you know, there's a part in in John chapter 16 where Jesus is telling them, hey, guys, I'm about to go to the cross. And he tells them very soon you will be scattered and you'll find yourselves in your own homes. Kind of sounds like today. (laughs) Pretty soon you'll be all scattered and you'll be in your own homes, right? You're all going to be living life unto yourselves, so to speak. But God always has a plan inside of that. But he tells us in that same verse in, in, in John chapter 16 that we're not alone. That our heavenly father is with us. In that same verse, he's declaring and decreeing, but you're not alone. I'm not alone because I have my heavenly father and you have him too. Yes, Come on. God. We're not alone. We are not alone. We're not alone. This would be a good time to say, look at your neighbor and say you're not alone, but there's not many of us here. How about decreeing into the air? You're not, we are not alone, for you are with me, Lord. We don't have a lot of time left. Uh, I would do want to encourage you to read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, um, because I believe it's a good picture for us today, that the Lord will use you. But what I wrote here in my notes is, just like Moses or Elijah or any of the disciples, God wants to use you, right? Moses was a deliverer. And everyone looks at that and they're like, yeah, but Moses brought the 10 plagues. Well, the Lord brought the 10 plagues. <laughs> Moses, he was kind of like the guy that said, hey, we could kind of get out of the way of this. <laughs> if you just let them go, it'll all stop. Right? He was delivering the message of the Lord, the warning of the Lord, the goodness of the Lord. Um, 
I don't want to deliver things like they're the, you know, like, you know, as far as when it comes to judgment, like I understand the judgment of the Lord comes, but I don't want to, I'm not the be all end all. I can only preach it as the way the word says. That's it. I can only talk about it as the word says. That's it. I can't add to it. I definitely can't take away from it. We can, all we can do is focus on the word of the Lord. And there's some stories in here in the Old Testament and in the New of God's judgment, his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness, his love. Patricia always taught us this. The Old Testament is the announcement of Jesus Christ. The New Testament is Jesus Christ. We are New Testament believers. We absolutely are New Testament. Does that mean we don't listen to the Old Testament? Not at all. Not at all. We love the Old Testament. Exactly right. I took the words right out of We love the Old Testament. We love the stories. We lo- Man, for me, they're all warnings. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't act right. <laughs> right? But as a pastor, I don't want to go out and, and say, this is what's going to happen to you because you have not followed the ways of the Lord. I'd rather tell you this. Hey, listen, we can change the course right now by coming to the Father. That's, that's the heart that I would rather preach from. Hmm. The blood is so powerful, isn't it? The blood of Jesus, the blood that rains down, the blood that pours down. There had to be a price. There had to be blood. I mean, it's like you, you think about it sometimes, and it's like, why blood? Because it means it's this, literally the symbol of life. Blood is the, literally the symbol of life. So there had to be a life for a life. Wow. Wow. Even blood has a voice. The blood speaks. Woohoo. The blood speaks. It speaks of righteousness and goodness. Come on. The blood is powerful. You know there is no devil that can compare or, or compete against the blood of Jesus? Do you know that there's no sickness or disease that can come against the blood of Jesus? Do you know that there's not anything that you can think of in your wonderful mind that can come against the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is the ultimate recompense. It is for us. It is with us. It is on us, through us. I mean, just however you want to use that, it's here for us today. It's here for us now. Right? For God so loved the world. For God so loves me. For God so loves you. For God so loves us. That he gave us this eternal blessing. He ripped up, ripped open the heavens and sent his son so that we would have life everlasting with him, that we would be connected with him, that we would, that we would uh, be able to step into relationship with our good father. He is not a father that is distant or unknown. Listen, I, I'll tell you a great story really quick here as we close is, is I never met my biological father. I have no idea who he is. Never met him. And when I started finding out about who he was, right, because I did a search and I found my family, uh, turns out he's a really bad guy. Turns out he is not someone that I would probably normally be friends with, right? Now that hurt me in my natural state, that hurt me. But at the same time, there's this love of Jesus that came over me for him to the point where I pray for him because I'm choosing to believe that one day his soul will be saved, that he will come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I pray that I'm the one that introduces him to Jesus. 
right? How awesome would that be? Come on. When, what I'm saying is that when you begin to have uh, a heart of God, when you begin to take in the love that God has for us, when we begin to see this through, through the eyes of mercy and love and repentance, God takes a situation like that and completely changes it around. See, because I have the right uh, to be, <laughs> I, I guess, I don't even want to say right, but I guess I have the choice is how I want to say it, uh, to be offended. I have a choice to say, man, you beat my mother to a bloody pulp and you walked out on us, right? Huh, I'll give you, I went out for a beer, never came back. Hey, listen, there's a lot of ugliness that goes with that story, right? But my heart is so full of love because that's what I put in there, right? That's what I've been watching over. Watch over your heart, guard it, right? So we've been putting love in my heart, <laughs> me and Jesus and Holy Spirit, we've been putting love in my heart. And so now when I, you know, there was a day when I said to myself, the day I meet him, I'm going to punch him for hurting my mother, yeah. right? But my redeemed nature, right, says that there's an ultimate recompense that he can have for his life that, that will change his life as well. And that, to me, is bigger than any physical punch that I could ever give anyone out of anger, out of, out of hurt, out of pain, out of you don't understand me, you don't know me, you're not listening to me. The biggest, the biggest blow I could ever give to the kingdom of darkness is by sharing the truth and the knowledge that Jesus Christ is king, that he loves you, that he died on the cross for you, that he wants to save your life. He wants to change you completely. He wants to fill your life with love so that you can go out and do the same. So that you can go out and do the same. No more hurt, only peace. No more hate, only love. No more. That's what Jesus does for us. Amen. I pray you got something out of that today. In Jesus' name. Oh, what do we do on Father's Day? I'm like so excited to go and eat. I'm sorry. I just... I'm going to stand over here because I look at, I'm going to hang out with my family. This is my family. This is some of my family that's sitting in the front row today. I'm going to go hang out with them and eat today. I'm so excited. <laughs> Actually, Taylor, Taylor made, a, uh, Patrick and I, some really good breakfast this morning. Uh, she made this, uh, this uh, uh, I don't know, like, what do you call it? Pizza? It was a breakfast pizza. Yeah, yeah. A breakfast pizza. So it was like hash browns and like eggs and, and candied bacon, but then it had like this super good flavor on it, like all it. There was all kinds of things happening in my mouth. It was amazing. It was a great breakfast. Thank you so much. That was a good. I mean, what speaks more to a father than food on Father's Day? I yeah, come on. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Let's pray. Let's honor our Heavenly Father today on Father's Day. Heavenly Father, Lord, what a day we're living in. What a day we're living in. Father, uh, there's a part of me that says, Lord, these are the days that, uh, that we read about in the Bible that we're not sure if we're ever going to live through or make it through. But Father, I, I understand and I know this day that we have you. We have you, our Savior, our Lord, our King. Father, I thank you that there's a recompense that is coming, that is manifesting now in this season, Lord, that brings hope and life to every situation. It brings your glory light. Father, I thank you that you preserve your sons and your daughters. Father, I thank you that there are many that you are calling, Father, that it is your desire that we would all be saved, that none would perish. Father, I thank you, Lord, that it is your goodness and your love that's being displayed on earth. No matter what comes, no matter the storm, 
or the wind or the rain that beats against our house. Father, we are choosing this day to build our house on you, to remember the promises that we have in you, that no matter what we encounter, we understand and we know that we have you. Father, uh, you know, it's like in my heart, I know it wasn't the biggest revelatory message, but it's just a message from my heart that's filled with truth and with love and the reminder that we have the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have the son, we have the blood. We understand what our position is and come what may, we are choosing to stand in love. We are choosing to stand in the blessing of our heavenly father. Father, this day we clothe ourselves with your goodness, with your kindness, with your love, with your patience, with, with the blessings from heaven in the name of Jesus, father. And we leave this place uh, going into the world, knowing that our good father is with us and that we will not just endure, not just persevere, but we will overcome because we have the overcomer, uh, overcomer living in us this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's Patricia's heart to build your faith, empower your love walk, and equip you for effective service in the kingdom. She prays you were richly blessed by this message. For more information about other Patricia King resources, events, or ministry partnership, connect with her on patriciaking.com. Also, follow her on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and iTunes podcast.